She's April. And she's Molly. And we are the Book Besties. People will pay $50 a drink in New York City. I don't eat things with bones, so. Also, that's what she said, yeah. I don't know what it says about me that I found the lesbian sex to not be sexy, but the gay men sex to be sexy. He's like, it's because you like penises. How's your latest book? Any hair pulling ass smacking? Bella Swan, eat your horny little Mormon heart out. <laughs> You're not Molly. <laughs> no, uh-uh, no, not this week. Not this week. <laughs> um, I have Katie with me, Nurse Katie, our friend Nurse Katie, because Molly is still sick with COVID. Um, still she kind of got the vid. Yeah, yeah, she's coughing still. Her fever's gone. Um, but I spoke with her on the phone yesterday, and she just sounded like so scratchy. Like it was, it, it sounded painful to hear. Like I felt you so can bad like for her. tell she's not up to it because her text messages in our group are like one to two words versus the normal Molly rapid fire. And you're like, oh, sissy, you don't feel good, do you? Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. She's definitely quieter these days. Um, which is, you know, if you listen to the show, you know, is not Molly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. But she's, her fever's gone, so she's on the mend. Good. Um, but she is still coughing. So, I mean, how long do the do the cough stick around? So, okay. some patients, it's like a couple weeks. We have some patients that have the long haulers, which that's what I'm worried about with her, with her underlying health conditions is having like some yeah. long haul symptoms with her immune system being weakened. You know, she, that's who yeah. we've been trying to protect this whole time. So it's, it's worrisome right. that she's going to develop long haul syndrome. So yeah. no bueno. It's so crazy. She was two years. She never, you know, right? got it. They just moved to a new state. Welcome to Maryland. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that sucks. Yeah. So for the month of June, Molly and I had decided for June and July, we're reading like romance, beachy reads, like the, the kind of stuff you can read poolside basically. Yeah. And we actually thought it'd be kind of cool for June to do um, like uh, queer reads, LBGTQ friendly, um, that kind of stuff. So the first one we're doing that we're going to talk about today is One Last Stop by Casey McQuiston, who wrote Red, White and Royal Blue, which Nurse Katie, Molly and I all love. We love that book. Um, yes, such a huge fan. So this is her second novel, her third novel. Can't think of the name of it, but I'll put it in the link below or link it below. Um, that just came out in May, I believe. It definitely came out this year. I think it was May. Um, I kissed somebody. I can't think of Jessica something or other. Um, but having Katie on is a real treat because, number one, she's like saving our ass. Because I was like, <laughs> what am I supposed to do? Just talk to myself for an hour? Like, that sounds terrible. Um, <laughs> but she read this book. In like two days, like faster than me. And I was just yeah. like, what the hell? You're finished already. How's that possible? <laughs> um, but uh, Katie does a lot of work uh, in Columbus with Pride. Um, and I just thought maybe you could take a little bit of time to talk about that. I know you've done yeah. like the free mom hugs group mm -hmm. as well. And right now you're doing Trevor Project stuff. So yep. share away. So yeah, I am part of the community. I am an A. I am an ally. Um, I have children that identify as members of the community. Um, I just, I had just have this crazy notion that you should be able to love whoever you want to love. Um, I have been very blessed to be in a heteronormative cis relationship. So I haven't had to fight battles that members of that community have. So when you think about the word ally, it's when you're pulling in some of your strongest resources to accomplish mm -hmm. a goal. So that's why I'm an ally, because I am a strong resource, because I have had a lot of privilege in my life. I'm educated. Mm -hmm. I have parents who are married for 50 plus years. So I am here to fight this battle for those who need help. Um, so part of what I do on a day-to-day -day basis is it's um, in my job as a, a nurse practitioner, all of my exam rooms have small pride flags in them, um, very innocuous, but just so that they know it's a safe space. And like, if you have questions or concerns, I'm, this is a safe space for you. Um, I wear a badge pole that says ally. Um, so patients know that too. Um, I'm awesome. organizing our, 
our my office's group to walk in the Pride Parade in Columbus. Um, Columbus, Ohio is very LGBTQ AI plus um, friendly, but we're still in the Midwest. So there's still Mm -hmm. a lot of things that happen. Um, Both of my children have heard and been called um, slurs in our community, um, which is not okay. Um, so that's, that's a big component for me right. for June. Um, I'm lo- really looking forward to that. Um, this will be my girls's, my children's first pride. Um, so to be able to introduce them and be the parent that's there with them, I'm, I'm excited to share that with them. Um, Steve awesome. has to work that day. So that's why he's not. And I was like, just take a vacation day. He's like, I want to go on vacation. <laughs> so, um, the second thing that I'm doing is through the Trevor project. Um, the okay. Trevor project is amazing. Um, it is an online forum an online community for teens, young adults, pretty much anybody who has questions, concerns, they have a 24 seven suicide helpline. It is just a wealth of knowledge and community sharing and support for anybody who needs it. Uh, A really good program. They are doing um, 51 for Trevor. So this uh, 2022 is the 51st anniversary of the Stonewall riots um, in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. So Trevor is doing you complete 51 miles, however, um, walking, running, biking, cycling, riding motorcycles, roller skating, and um, the hashtag is hashtag 51 for Trevor Pride. Um, Mm -hmm. So you do these miles and you raise funds to support the Trevor Project. So I'm about three-fourths of the way to my goal already, and it doesn't Mm -hmm. start until June 1st. So I'm super excited that so many members of my community have helped. So can we link your uh, fundraising page yes, to the yes, and then, yeah. so if anybody's interested in helping Katie hit her goal, um, you know, click the link below and, and yeah. support her. And even and if you're like, you, I don't know this chick, just click the yeah. link and go to the Trevor project and donate right. in somebody that you love. You don't, it doesn't yeah. have to be a directed donation, just, you know, support them because right. you don't know what somebody's battling. This could hit, home a hundred percent to somebody you love and and want to keep safe so yeah Yeah, absolutely so one of the reasons i actually went to library school was because um i my first teaching job was at um a performing arts school yeah and so i had a lot of students that were lgbtq i mean a lot a lot a lot we had a huge um gsa gay straight Mm -hmm. alliance organization um I consider myself to also be an ally. Um, growing up, my uncle, um, who is deceased now, uh, he never really talked about being gay. I knew because I was the oldest grandchild and like, I wasn't stupid. Like yeah. his partner was our uncle. Like <laughs> yeah. um, they were together for 20 years. And when my uncle was dying um, in our hometown, in that hospital, um, his partner of 20 years would not have been welcomed into the mm-hmm. room with him had our yep. family not been like, this is family too. Yep. Um, yep. And to me, that is absolutely horrific. Yep. 20 years they were together. Yep. Um, they actually, interestingly, were, they, they lived in San Francisco for a while. They were mm-hmm. big and active activists in the um, Columbus LGBTQ community. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I grew up, knowing these things. Um, and when I taught a high, when I taught high school at a performing arts school and I had so many kids who were looking for to me for resources, mm-hmm. like, do you have any books that have gay characters? And like, There's there not was a not a lot of YA at the time. There was just like nothing. And I was like, I have this one series called the rainbow boys, which I mm-hmm. enjoy that series, but now, um, it's very dated. There's mm-hmm. much better much more things now um fast forward to this school year that was the number one requested item was can you please get some more books that are in the community um and i did and um i have a group of girls who hang out with me who are all i mean one is bisexual one is pansexual and one is uh uh, a lesbian and they all just Mm -hmm. hang out every morning in the library it's their safe space and i'm glad they feel safe for me with me you know um it's an interesting choice. I've always felt like that. Even the kids that would come out to me in my first mm-hmm. job, I feel like I was an interesting choice because 
I am a conservative and Mm -hmm. I am a super strong Christian. And those Mm -hmm. aren't normally things that, uh, sadly, those are not things that you associate with being a safe space for someone who is LGBTQ. But I think that's wrong. Like, I feel like you could still love God and love people and understand that it doesn't matter what somebody, who somebody else loves. Like, it doesn't matter to me. That's one of the big 10. Like, love thy neighbor. Like, it doesn't say anything past that. Just love thy neighbor. So to me, that's that's a true expression of God's love, Christ's love. I identify as a Christian too. And you can't tell me that somebody, that that my God and and my Savior will judge Mm -hmm. me for who I love versus somebody's hate. Like, you, and it's not, it's not my place. So that's, I completely feel the same way. Like, that's, the two are not in, you know, they're, they're not separate. It's, it's no, a true expression of God's love is to love 100%. everybody. Yeah. 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 And sadly, I texted this text of this picture to you and to Molly this week, but sadly I had one of my, uh, I had a book called LGBTQ rights that I bought this year, a nonfiction book about, um, you know, it was geared for middle schoolers. Like here are the things that you have the right to as a human, mm-hmm. um, but let alone as a human who is identifies LGBTQ. And someone destroyed the book and it broke my freaking heart because to me, that was not about destroying a book that was about destroying people. And I really, really take issue with that. So I taped the book up and I honestly, we're wrapping up the year for me. Um, Like we only have a few weeks left of school, but I am so tempted to just like put pride flag you can imagine I mean this generation of kids the 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 Gen Zers and the Gen Alphas they are just so more open and fluid sexually and gender fluid yep. and I mean they're more open and in a lot of ways that makes me happy because I'm like I think about people we went to high school with, because for those of you who don't know, Katie and I have known each other since middle school. We went to high school and middle school together. I think about people we went to high school with who were deeply in the closet because they were terrified to come out. And now they're living their best gay life. Like, And they're amazing. And they're amazing partners and they're amazing parents and they are amazing people because they are living their authentic life. And that's, yeah, yeah, yep. Right. Absolutely. So... I'm so thankful for the things that you are doing in Columbus because, you know, that's where I'm from too. So I love it. Um, But it's just making such a big impact. Like, and I love that your girls feel safe to come and talk to you too. Like that's so important. Um, Tom and I have agreed that if either of our sons grow up and, and, you know, we don't want them to feel like they have to come out to us. Just bring your boyfriend home. Like we're fine with it. We don't care. Just bring him home and we'll be like, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, I I'm not going to say we won't be able to like, wait, yeah. what happened? Yeah. <laughs> but we'd, yeah. My three requirements for the person that my children decide to maintain a partnership with is they have to love them. Mm-hmm. They have to respect them and they have to keep them safe. Yeah. That's it. I don't care what their genitals look like. I don't right. care what my, I mean, I do care because I don't want to think of my babies having sex um, in any way, shape or form, but I don't care how they express their love to yeah. one another. I right. those are those are the things that are important to me is that you respect them, that you love them, and that you keep yeah. them safe because that's what I do for them, and that is your responsibility. Right. When I give you my child right. to continue your life with, that's what I expect of you. 100%. I don't care what that package looks like. Right. It's, it's the inside that counts. So yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So with all that said, we're going to talk about this book, One Last love Stop, that. which is lesbian time travel. <laughs> I had such high hopes. I had such such high hopes for you, Casey. Casey, if you're listening, we love you. Please don't write smut like this anymore. Yeah. yeah. Oh, girl. All right. I'm going to give us an office. Please. Yes. All right. August has never felt home anywhere. All her possessions fit into four boxes. She has kept her life small after surviving Hurricane Katrina as a kid. After bouncing from college to college, she lands in NYC to try her hand at a new college and a new major. After arriving, she lucks into an apartment with Mila, Nico, and Wes, a weird hodgepodge of a found family, and a job waitressing at Pancakes Billy's, Pancake Billy's House of Pancakes. Worst name ever. Dumbest name ever. (laughs) (laughs) One day after a long shift, she spills coffee on herself before jumping on the subway, on a subway car on the queue line 
While on the line, she meets Jane, a butch lesbian badass who just happens to be stuck in time after a mysterious event event in the late 1970s. August and Jane fall for each other over shared memories and kisses that reveal more and more of Jane's past. There's several side stories involving drag queens, gentrification, and a mystery from August's mom's life that round out the story. There's also a lot of subway sex, which can absolutely not be hygienic. Not on any level. No. I have been on the L in Chicago. I have been on the um, subway in New York. I've been on the like red little things in San Francisco, New York. By far the filthiest. Like, mm. not okay. Yeah. I've ridden the subway in DC and I was going to a conference and I was wearing a skirt and the entire time I was like, oh gosh, please don't, none of my yep. skin better touch mm-hmm. anything. Don't let this touch me. Yeah. Like pulling my <laughs> skirt down and like mm-hmm. now I'm all belly hanging out and I don't care because I'm like, I am not touching this. I would rather have this show than that touch. It's all about balance. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. gross. Um, all right. So uh, this book by the author of Red, White, and Royal Blue, like we said, uh, did uh, did you feel the sophomore attempt held up to her the father's first book? No, I really liked Red, White, and Royal mm. Blue. I really like Casey's voice. Yes. But I felt like a lot of this story was very forced. I felt mm-hmm. like she was doing things that she expected us to want to have yeah. in there versus... Right. Red, white, and royal blue—it just happened, and you mm-hmm. you fell in love with these characters as yeah. they fell in love with each other. Where in one yeah. last stop, this explosion and this kismet that August and Jane had—I didn't—I didn't feel that. I didn't right. feel like where in red, white, and royal blue with Henry, you're falling in love with them together, mm-hmm. and it felt more organic in red, white, and royal blue, yes. and in this one, it did feel very forced. Yes, I agree with you completely. I felt like organic is like the perfect word for it. Like Mm -hmm. Alex and Henry falling in love with each other. It was organic. It developed in a way that like, it was enemies to lovers, right? But um, Henry had always loved Alex anyway. It wasn't really enemies to lovers for him, but their relationship evolved. Like Jane and August, it's, I don't understand other than the plot twist, which we'll talk about in a minute. I don't understand why she was the woman that could bring Jane back. There were right. so many other women that like were sending out personal yeah. ads, like we're trying yeah. to connect with her. Like yeah. it doesn't make sense other than that. And to me, that plot twist was terrible. Like I guessed it a really long time ago. Right. And it was like, mm. Yeah. Not satisfying yeah. at all when you're like, Oh, okay. When it, yeah. yeah. And I thought, and I don't know if the sex in this book was not for me because of the subway. Like I just kept thinking how dirty it yeah. was. Actually, I said to Tom, I don't know what it says about me that I found the lesbian sex to not be sexy, but the gay men sex to be sexy. He's like, it's because you like penises. And I was like, oh, <laughs> that could be, that could be it. Could be it. I like yeah. penises. <laughs> I um, it just didn't, like, that was one part where I was really like, really? This, yeah. this is where that ended up? This is not, uh, okay, I get it. It's fine. Was it? A little bit hot. Yeah, it was a little bit hot. But did it feel like this, like, oh, my gosh, like, don't talk to me. Let me turn the next page like it was with Red, White, and Royal. Like, I was like, whoa, I need to go back and read that. I I was like, thank God that's over. Like, I'm ready to move on to the next part of the story. So I read Red, White, and Royal Blue four times in one year. Like, I just kept reading it. I just kept reading it. And, like, the first time I was reading it was an audiobook. And so the second time I was reading a physical book, and I was like, laying in bed and I was reading it and Tom walked in and like I know I turned red and I was like yeah. boys are naughty did not feel that way with this <laughs> no did not uh-uh. feel that way. felt very um, forced <laughs> and it didn't feel like in red white and royal blue it was a connection and it was yeah. all of this this felt like a task like yeah. she had to check that off like yes. her editors were like make sure you have a steamy sex scene check like it didn't feel like this connection like they like Alex and Henry had so yeah exactly and I don't know do you read author's notes at the end of books I'm such um, a fan of I can't remember if this one so she actually says in here this is the beginning of her author's note where do I begin like this book these acknowledgments have gone through multiple drafts yeah an earlier version was about the anxiety of the sophomore slump and right there to me I thought so you knew this wasn't as good you knew you this knew. Was good. Yeah, you knew this wasn't as good. But the thing is, 
<clears throat> it's going to sell because of her name. Because so mm-hmm. many people came to, like, love Red, White, and Royal Blue. Yeah. They want that. So yeah. they're going to come for Casey McQuiston's name. I actually had a lot of students read this one this year. Mm-hmm. And I teach middle school. Like, I don't this is not this is not for you, baby doll. No. So but my Chloe actually asked if she could read this one. And I I felt like this one was okay. Uh-huh. Um, because I didn't feel like so part of me and you know navigating a youth through all of this yeah. is knowing that there is gonna be a lot of sex that they're exposed mm-hmm. to. And for some reason, this book felt a little bit safer in the sex department than Red, White, and Royal Blue. I felt like Red, White, and Royal Blue was a little more mature in the whole sexual realm, whereas this one was a little bit safer, maybe because it was less graphic. Um, See, I actually disagree. I thought this one was more graphic. Did you? They, yeah, I mean, there's the blowjob scene in Red, mm-hmm. White, and Royal Blue where they explain that. But yeah. the time that they have, like, penetration sex like it cuts to black yeah this goes into heavy detail about what jane is doing to her see Um, and maybe i thought this was more graphic i was like completely like disconnected at that part because i just felt like it was so forced that maybe i wasn't like mentally invested in the story so i'm gonna have to go back and reread it now that you say that and you also didn't like the ending which i didn't either and so i think more of the graphic sex happens after yes the whole thing yes. which we'll get to in a minute yeah um all right so we both agree not as good as the first one that she not wrote. by a long shot not by a long um shot. so this book has a lot of great one-liners in it because casey mcquiston she can write a one-liner girl can, can write. write a one-liner girl can write. yeah yeah any that really stuck out to you um yeah i have them tabbed oh i did um i did rainbows so i did it go I did blue and green because I literally, this is my rainbow tabs, could not find them. I was getting ready to leave to go to Syracuse and I was like, I'm going to read on the plane. Couldn't find them anywhere. Couldn't find them anywhere because this is what I could see. (laughs) And I was like, where are my tabs? Because they were flipped over. So I had to use two different packs because one pack didn't have purple. It had all the other colors (laughs) and not purple. Um, Let's see. Okay. I had a few that were really good. One of like early on, um, page thirty-three, Subway Girl, Subway Girl s- smiles. Morning, August Brain says hi. Her mouth goes for morning, and what comes out is horny. horny. <laughs> I, that, I like started cracking up with that one. That one, horny. I was like, that's funny. We've all done that where you're like, oh yeah. Um, and then um, page fifty-two, they. Uh, I think it's the first time, yes, it's the first time we meet um, Isaiah. I, I and, love Isaiah. Yes. Never thought I'd see a vampire I absolutely didn't want to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> in the Columbus airport, like, snoring. People were looking at me, and I was like, good book. Sorry. Good book. So. Um, and then there's some more, like, poignant ones. Um Okay, uh, let's see. Jane, um, let's see. When they first realize that Jane is, like, connected to the train on page 60. um, Jane stretches an arm across the back of her seat behind her shoulders. She has this way of moving through the world. Like, she owns every place she walks into. Like, she's never once been told she couldn't do something. She carries it well because she probably has been told what she can't do plenty of times and doesn't care. And nice. I, I like Jane. I like Jane as a character much better than I like August, but I, I really liked that one. I um, felt like I related more to August because she's awkward and feels yeah. like she has no home. And like, I understand that. Yeah. Um, um, and then, I, go ahead. I, I loved on 87. She's going to have to say this out loud. Isn't she? Bella Swan, eat your horny little Mormon heart out. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I was like, yeah i also like when um myla says uh myla's office has a 
167, she has a cr homemade cross stitch that says yep. big dick, big dick energy is gender neutral. I actually said that to Tom this morning. I love I that. Said, I I said, I don't want to be a dick. He's like, you can't. And I was like, big dick energy is gender neutral. <laughs> so I love the people on Etsy that have like the swear wordy cross stitch. That needs to be yeah. on one. I would put that in my office so hard if I didn't think I would get <laughs> maybe slightly reprimanded for it. Totally. totally. Um, I, yeah. I actually had uh, checked out a book from my public library uh, that was uh, cross stitch words that are all like fuck and Oh, One is like, like patterns? Yeah, patterns. Well, that would be amazing. I wonder if the Delaware know. Library has that. I'm going to have to check. I don't know. <laughs> but you definitely could uh, get it on Amazon, hashtag not sponsored, too. Oh, okay. um, yeah. But I also, this is right at the beginning of the book. This is the first tab I have in my book. Page three, first tab. But she's got nowhere to go, and there's a Popeyes on the first floor of the building. August Landry does not trust people, but she trusts fried chicken. Listen. <laughs> I cannot make fried chicken. I almost burnt down our house trying to make oh fried chicken. Oh Literally, like, there was grease dripping out of the bottom of it, and I didn't realize it, and it was, like, catching on fire, and I was, like, freaking out, and Steve's like, turn off the oven. Oh, okay, duh. So I did that, and it was still working because it was still hot, and he, like, just took a um, pot lid and covered it to smother it. I'm like... Thank God my firefighter husband was here or I would have burnt the place down. So I don't make fried chicken. I just gave up. I was like, and this was like, the kids were tiny, like three and four. And I'm like, I'm not making fried chicken. So I, I identify with that line. You can trust fried chicken. So, yeah. I don't eat things that have bones in them. Like, so I could make oh. one hell of a chicken tender and I'm sure yeah. I could make chicken, like fried chicken because I can, like, it's the same batter, but I don't eat things with bones. So. That's unfortunate. <laughs> I've actually never had Popeyes. She said, yeah. <laughs> that was awful. <laughs> oh, man. All right, moving on. All right, I digress. <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious. All right, do you find August and Jane's love story believable? I mean, aside be Beside of the all weird time stuff that's very wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey. Um. I don't know. I, I looked at that question a lot. And <laughs> I don't know. Yeah? And I, I don't know. I, I feel like, do, you know, do they have anything in common? Never talks no. about, like, that they share an affinity for, like, the punk rock music. August, like, made herself learn about it because right. Jane seemed because like a punk girl. Yeah. They love Pop-Tarts, but that's August came back to Jane. You know what I mean? So it's, yeah. like, I don't, like, taken out of that scenario, would they yeah. have connected? I agree with you. Lesbians, not every lesbian has the same interest as every other lesbian. Just like right. not every straight person has the same interest as every other straight right. person. So I was like, I don't know if this is believable. So I, I agree with you. I think August didn't know who she was. And so I think what the author is trying to do here is saying that like Jane helped her discover who she was. Yeah. But I don't think that's what actually happened. I think what actually happened is August poured herself into Jane and became exactly. what Jane wanted as opposed yeah. to actually being a person herself. And being her authentic um, self. Yeah. And so. that is very codependent and awkward and you're in love Not with a person who can't get off the subway. So right? yeah. this is this is problematic. <laughs> very. Um, there are parts of this uh, that reminded me, you don't watch Doctor Who, right? Not yet. It's like one of those that every time I think I'm going to start it, life happens. Because yeah. I know it's one that, like, everybody says and you have to be, like, ready for it. Yeah. But I just have never gotten into it. But I get a lot of the cultural references. So, <laughs> Well, the Weeping Angels are, um, <clears throat> they start in, with the 10th Doctor, which is David Tennant's Doctor. And the very first Weeping Angels uh, episode, you find out that what they do, their very evil thing that they do is they, when they touch you, they transport you back in time and you're just stuck there. And you have to live your life in a different time, which mm -hmm. doesn't seem totally evil, except you've been taken away from everything that you know and all yeah. the people you know, and you now yeah. have to live a totally different life. And this reminded me of that. 
there yeah. was nothing that like happened to Jane that was like um, she just lived her life, but she right. was on pause, which the yeah. the weeping angels you live until you die. But yeah. um, she, her life was on pause. Like she's just yeah. sitting there, and she doesn't realize how long she's been there until right. August tells her. Um, I don't know. It was just I don't know. I didn't even find the sci fi believable. Like I didn't even find that believable. The sci yeah the science was like ogre. Like right. it wasn't, and then the whole, and I don't know if you're going to get to this, like the whole, how they reset Jane. Yeah. Right. It yeah. We can actually get there now because yeah. my next question was sex on a subway. Yes or no. But I think no. we both have already agreed that that's Hard a no. no. Yeah. I, I don't even, I don't even think sex in public would be it for me. Like I would just be like, mm, no, no. I um, don't, how do I want to phrase this? I don't have enough body confidence that yeah. <laughs> I would not be like, oh, sweet Jesus. So yeah. I, I could right. not pull it off anywhere. Right. Anywhere. I agree. So, yeah. I agree. <laughs> so there's a mystery that's deeply rooted in August's life. And her uncle disappeared. And <laughs> this is getting a bell for me. Her uncle disappeared when her mom was younger. <laughs> yes, we got Katie a bell. I point out that katie is also wearing an honorary book besties t-shirt oh and she got a bell um yes. because i have all the she, swag yeah <laughs> the whole swag we have that's all we've yeah. got <laughs> <laughs> um so august's uncle disappeared when her mom was younger um there was a huge gap between the two of them in age and so august's mom was quite young when this happened like 10 or something yeah and her mom spent literally august's entire life trying to solve the mystery of her uncle of, of her brother's disappearance and um <clears throat> spoiler alert there's a connection to jane were you surprised by this no no me it, it was like real weak you're like when you sent the text message I, you know, I'm not satisfied. I was like, I know exactly what part of the book she's in. Because when I got to it, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. So I wanted I, I it to think, be like more earth shattering and that's why they were connected. And it was just kind of like this boop, boop, yeah. connection versus. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like side note, but her mom has to be like the worst librarian ever because our job is literally to find information and she's Bruh. a librarian and she has not been able to find out that a, her brother left because he was gay and B that his brother, her brother worked at this, uh, a, a bar I'd never heard of in New Orleans. That was, uh, it's a true story. Yeah. I will yeah. link it below. Um, it was burned yeah. arson yeah. and killed. I can't remember how many people it was like 20 people. Yeah. It was significant. Um, yeah. Yeah. Who were basically murdered. Yeah. Um, and, and she can't figure any of this stuff out. Come on. Worst librarian ever. Worst this, librarian This is like ever. set in current times. Like this right. is not like set in 1980 where we didn't have the interwebs where you could right. literally Google everything. Mm -hmm. Like seriously, mm -hmm. there was, I was a couple times I was like, okay. So. And August is 24 and the book so like it's been taking place since the internet the entire like yeah, her entire her life. life her whole life yeah yeah worst librarian ever um no. yeah the plot twist for me it didn't do it the connection nope. that uh jane was actually the plot twist is spoiler you if you've listened to book besties you know we spoil things so we're just gonna spoil it um jane was augie which is uh august's uncle she's named after him she was his roommate in new orleans um, he ran away from home just like Jane did because they were both queer and that was not accepted. Um, and uh, they ran, they were living together in um, New Orleans and uh, she thought he had died yep. in the fire. Um, and that's supposed to be the thing that like keeps August and Jane connecting together. And it's just so weak. It's, it's just so, so weak. weak. There's, it's just not enough. It's not enough. Like, yeah. It's if she if August had had like this amazing relationship one with Augie, like right. he, you know, he left after I was 
you know, I, I, he was the main male in my life and, or, or if she had a deep connection to her mother that she was like, Oh my gosh, I'm doing this for my mom. And I've seen all this trauma that my mom went through, but but neither one of those occur. It's both like just real, it's weak. That's the best. Just so weak, so weak on the connection. Yeah. And speaking of her mom, there is a literal Gilmore Girls cliche. God, oh, and not only is it in there, but August literally says, what kind of Gilmore Girls crap is this? So we learned that... I know, I know. So, I mean, I think I was like, K at that point. Yeah. We learned that... So August, um, she refers to herself... Her grandparents, she believes, refers to her as a test tube baby. Mm-hmm. So her mother does not did not have a partner when she had August. She had a donor. Yep. Um, and that's how August was conceived. And August was raised by a single mother with no father mm-hmm. to be to be heard of. Um, and August's mom told her that her grandparents did not accept her because of that. They're like bougie, rich. Yeah, North New Orleans family, and they didn't accept her, and it, they just didn't accept her, and they didn't accept her brother, and and yet she still didn't connect the dots that her brother was gay, right? Whatever, um, but yeah. right, but it turns out that th- her grandparents had been paying for her schooling all her life, yep, and that her mom made the decision that she wasn't going to pay for August college, so August is like drowning in student debt because she's went to four different schools, which yeah. part of that is just on her, like maybe not right. year twenty. You need to figure, figure shit your out. shit out. Yeah. Figure your shit out. Um, but like, come on. Come on. It was Big so bad. Yep. Yeah. I was like, oh, this God, is just, yeah, not okay. I'm like, and then we don't find out about it until the grandma dies and then leaves her money. Yeah. Okay. And, and it just happens to be just enough money to save Pancake Billy's house of pancakes. $300 more so they can do some, you know, and I'm sorry, but there is not a single amount of property in New York City, Brooklyn, Queens, anywhere for $100,000. Hell mm-hmm. to the no. Especially not no. one that would have historical significance. We're talking no. in the millions there. No. Absolutely. No. Absolutely. No yeah. Yeah. That doesn't happen. Yeah. <clears throat> so I think I'm actually going to skip ahead a little bit because I want to talk about the fundraiser. So now that we've brought it uh. up. Pancake Billy's House of Pancakes fundraiser. So my actual note to you is, seriously, this is such a 90s sitcom fundraiser cliche that I can't even write a question. I just need, we need to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's organize a drag show, gang. Let's yeah! make the It'll whole world's difference. Um, we've sold so many tickets that we have to find a bigger venue. We run pancake batter. Like conveniently just, that venue ends up being, you know, the catalyst to, right. to free Jane, but sure. Just happens to work that way. She just happens to have hooked up with a guy whose uh-huh. uncle happens uh-huh. to like, okay. And that guy happens to be a douche. So they're all going to make fun of him and don't feel bad about like, well, he might've been a douche. I don't know, but he might've been, but Oh my gosh, it was so bad. Like so it was bad. And Pancake Billy was never involved in any of the fundraiser. Why were all of his workers supporting right. him to buy a building just so that they could keep working in it? Right. Like, like I have never worked at a job that much where I was like, wow, I really like, and I worked at a small diner for many years. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. no super, way. super cheesy. Super cheesy. Super no. just. Yeah, and the fact that August takes the money from her grandmother and and buys the rest of Pancake Billy's House Pancakes, which is the most god awful name, which they they point out that it's a terrible name in it. But why not use it to pay off some of your incredibly significant right? student debt? Why not use some of it to get because you're a literally working at a pancake house mm-hmm. in one of the most expensive cities in the world, mm-hmm. and you probably have. Sixty, seventy thousand dollars of student loans, girl. Right. Get your shit together. Right. Yeah, right. That was yeah. stupid. So just that's where it was really like, okay, this is really far fetched. Like, right. The you know when Jane came out that she was a time traveler, I was like, oh, okay, this is where this is going. And I think, I think you said it best when you said it's written like realistic fiction, 
but it's mm-hmm. supposed to be sci-fi. Like that was too blurred of a lot. Like it was, I was like, right. I lost me. Yeah. So. Yeah. There's sci-fi elements to the story that's supposed to like that. It feels like realistic fiction. And like, yeah, it just didn't work. It just it didn't. didn't work. Um, it felt like she was writing, like trying to write all these different, she had all these great ideas in her head and just couldn't marry them. It just felt so like, things that she wanted to have in there. And she felt like this were, these were important things to have in this book, but it was just very disjointed and trying to make those connections was just so weak. Every time was just weak. Well, and I don't know why the idea that um, basically the fundraiser ends up being a lot of people who are LGBTQ mm-hmm. um, and they've all come together to save Pancake Billies. And I don't know why the fundraiser has to be a drag show. Like, to right. me, that feels really, really cliche. Like, there are yeah. so many other things in the community that you can bring. I mean, music yeah. is a huge, huge part of the community. Huge. Like, there, there are so many other things that you could bring in that wasn't drag. There's so um, many to me, other that forms of performing art that, like, yeah. why did we have to stuff drag down? Like, because yeah. it's an attention getter? Like, yeah. It, that was another thing that just felt not organic, felt very forced. And that right. was like, I mean, you're in New York City. You're telling me you don't know just actors who are gay. <laughs> right. New York City. Right. Yeah. Um, and also the fact, and, and I mean, there's nothing, I don't have a problem with drag. Like, I don't want that to come across like I have a problem with a drag show. It just felt cliche that that was what it's they chose. Very cliche. Yeah. Yeah. And to me, it felt too, um, um, what is the word I want to look for? Wholesome, maybe that the entire community was like, sure, we'll donate space and we'll donate um, liquor and pancakes and we'll donate all this stuff to save pancake billies. Like I understand that gentrification is problematic for the community as a whole. Like once Mm -hmm. that starts happening, then the price of things go up and then it becomes difficult for everybody to pay their rent. But I don't know very many people that'll be like, here, I'm going to donate a crap ton of liquor. Like that just doesn't, that just doesn't happen. Especially in New York City. It doesn't exactly. happen. People will pay $50 a drink in New York City. 100%. I don't know any, like, buddy who's like, yeah, I will totally don't out, donate top shelf liquor. Like, really? No, absolutely like, not. Come on. Yeah. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we both kind of agree. <laughs> like, this just, ugh. I had such high hopes, Katie. Such so high hopes. High hopes. Me when too. I pitched it to Katie only what six chapters in when I said hey can you read this with me yeah. and at the time I was like yeah this is an interesting story yeah um it just didn't then it, it didn't went downhill there. very quickly yeah all right so let's talk about Jane's life she lived yeah. a very interesting life as yeah. an out and proud lesbian in the 70s which yeah. is like huge do you feel like her progress was diminished by her being lost in time oh for sure I and and we had kind of talked about this like i wanted jane to go back i wanted her to go back to the 70s and live this amazing advocate life and do all these big things and then come back and meet august as an old woman three months down the road and be like this is what this way this is what i've done for you all of these things that that i saw that I saw, you know, Wes and Isaiah being open. I saw Nico and Mila being open. I saw you, those things that we did. I went back and I made sure that this shit happened for you. Yeah. That's what I wanted versus. That is a much better ending than the ending. So much got. better. I would have felt so much more internally rewarded for spending mm-hmm. my time on this that I was like, that would. But yeah, I think Jane would have smash the patriarchy, burn the flags, and done all of it if she had gone back versus just there she's there. So, yeah. I think it just is a better story to tell that she saw the future that she was trying to build and she went back and made sure it happened. Yeah. That's a much better story. And I'm disappointed because I feel like that was there. Like, it was Mm -hmm. there. And I feel like if her editor, Casey McQuiston's editor, just would have been like, what about this? Right. What it could have been. Yeah. Yep. It could yeah. have been a really good book. Yep. Um, 
as it is, I gave it three stars on Goodreads. And I feel like if that ending would have happened, I maybe would have gone three and a half, maybe four. Yeah. Um, because I love Casey McQuiston's writing. Like, I love it. She's so witty and the um, writing sarcastic. Is yeah. The writing That's is great. Part that the yeah. story is shit because the writing is so good. So, yeah. yeah. I And I also think, like, sci-fi is just not it for her like handling this she tried to like legitimize the science by having yeah. Mila be an electrical engineer yeah um and so she's connected to the line and this is how this would work and yeah. absolutely not like it doesn't, it doesn't that's not yeah. no she'd be dead right she would have been electrocuted and died like yes that's, that's the yeah. science yeah <clears throat> And yeah. even when you're supposed to suspend reality, like I love sci-fi. So even when you're supposed to suspend reality, I couldn't do it here because of part like of, what I think part of, of what makes good, so yeah, good sci-fi is you're like, that could totally happen. That's mm -hmm. what makes good sci-fi. Yeah. That's why people love sci-fi. Cause you're like, yeah, this can totally happen. This is going to happen yeah. in our lifetime. And then to see this, you're like, this is not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, so um, there are other people, other characters. We haven't dug too deep into them. So um, we've kind of got the found flam family cliche trope kind mm -hmm. of thing. How do you feel about that in literature? Do you like found family? Um, depends on the family. I think um, the series that I just finished, um, which you guys have to read, the three dark crown ones, there's a lot of found family in that. Um, mm -hmm. And some of those families are great and some of those families are shit. Um, but yeah. I like this found family um oh i, I feel like i liked the supporting characters a lot in this book i liked um i loved nico oh, no. i loved and he was one that i tabbed let me see if i can find it to um, me this this found family is like friends but the new generation yes like, yep I think like our generation grew up watching friends and yeah. that being a found family. And yeah. this is like the LGBTQ found family of today. This is what I see my kids doing. This, yeah. this is how I view my children's relationships with their peers and how they interact with each other yeah. and how their lives are like, it's because it's so fluid and it's just different. So on page 185, um, She's talking about how Nico's psychic and she's friends with a whole psychic and she believes a whole it. psychic, a whole psychic. <laughs> Can I ask you a personal question? Um, and then she says, when did you know? And he says that I was trans. And she says, no, that you were psychic. Oh, he shakes his head, a fang dangling from his ear. Whenever someone asks me personal questions, it's always about being trans trans that's like so low on the list of the most interesting things about me but it's funny because the answer is the same i just always knew but like yeah. that's why i love that character because like it is so far down the list of things that are interesting about them and i was like yes. eh, that's really good writing there i'll give right. you that point casey mcquiston shit story great writing so yeah yeah, yeah. i i i liked that part as well um and i thought uh, I liked the way they approached Nico being trans. Um, mm -hmm. We don't know that he's trans mm -hmm. until, I mean, it's almost the middle of the book yep. when Autumn finds the picture of the girl in the princess outfit on the, yep. on the refrigerator. And she's like, who's this? And Nico's like, yeah. Oh, that's me. Yeah. And it's like, Oh, this is a, this is a trans man. Like we yeah. don't know that. Yeah. And I think people that don't understand transgender would be like kind of caught off guard by mm -hmm. this because mm -hmm. you can't always tell when someone is trans. Right. Like, yep. So I liked the way that was handled. I felt that yeah. was really delicate. And then, yes. and then bringing that up that like the most interesting thing about him is not that he's trans. It's not that. Yeah. <laughs> and I also really liked the line when um, August loses her virginity on the, on the train. Um, and she's not sure, have I actually lost my virginity because yeah, it's with a woman and does that count? And she yeah. wants it to count. <clears throat> and, um, Myla says that that you know that's just an idea that mm -hmm. involved penises and if you you had to be jammed with a dick or something I can't yeah. remember her exact wording but she's like in that case Nico and I have never had sex and we all know right. that's not true right. yeah 
And it's, I thought that but was it's really the truth. Like it's this construct of what should be normal, mm -hmm. which is heteronormal, but that doesn't right. mean that you weren't less intimate with somebody just because you right. didn't have penis into vagina. So, right. Yeah. And yeah. that idea really is archaic going back to women had to be virgins in order yep. to be worth anything, which is yep. just absolutely ridiculous. Right. Um, so Myla is my favorite character. I just want to say I love her. Mm -hmm. I think yeah. she is just like the energy she brings the the language like i feel like that voice that character's voice is like the most authentic in the story yes. i just love her yeah. um and so wes to me i liked his character evolution 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 mm -hmm. um going from the like kid that was like terrified to really even come out of his bedroom to all of a sudden he's admitting he's in love with isaiah and right. i love that I yeah. love that journey of him. And to me, those stories were actually more interesting than Jane and August. Yep. I wanted to read more about them. I wanted to know mm -hmm. like more about Mila and Nico. And I wanted to read their happily ever after more so much yeah. than Jane and August. So, yeah. Yeah. And they, we know that they're going to get married, which is super yes. cute. And yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So let's talk about the ending. That Ugh. fucking ending. Oh my gosh. So dumb. We've, such a did you feel away. like it was it was such a throwaway me too such i agree yeah. such a throwaway and we both agree that it would have been a better ending to have jane <clears throat> spend her time in the 70s 80s 90s mm -hmm. 2000s mm -hmm. and then coming back to actually interact with august and say you know the things yeah. but what actually ends up happening is that three months after they have this very elaborate plan i'll, I'll set me back up a little bit pancake billy's fundraiser ends up being part of their heist which is not really a heist because they're not stealing anything which august keeps pointing out but they, it's also like a heist so um mm -hmm. they're going to basically have jane stand on the third rail which is the rail she was standing on when the uh power outage happened in new york city in the 70s which i didn't even know was a thing it's a huge panic. thing yeah yeah i didn't um and so when that happened, Jane was on the third rail and she was transported not really anywhere. She stayed there. She just couldn't leave the line. Yeah. And so the idea is that if they create something similar, that maybe she can go back to her own time or at least leave the train, which she's mm -hmm. never been able to do. And it ends up being that the only way that she can really do it is August kissing her, which is so so fucking cliche so dumb so and dumb. Also, also august would have died like right that would have killed her like you can conduct electricity through a human body people don't realize that like that's how people get electrocuted when they touch somebody who's being electrocuted like hello hello mm -hmm. yeah yeah absolutely um and uh it would have it would have stopped her heart right yeah that's probably oh, what would have sure. happened yeah she would have yeah. died yeah um and then what we actually what actually happens is three months later when they're celebrating the fact that Pancake Billy's has been saved, yay! Um, Jane walks in the door, and no time has happened for her. She like basically has it's just happened for her, and uh, it's been three months for August. And of course, right. they love each other still, and they are together again. And they rush home, and then there's a lot of sex, and they live Mud. together. So the ending keeps going on. Like to me, it should have just ended. Like yeah. it, it didn't, it kept going. So Jane's actually going to go meet her family again. Um, and she's going to go by her original name mm -hmm. and. <sighs> just, just forced. Can't. It's so forced. It just was not, I was yeah. just not feeling life at that point i was like this is i just don't i can't but i feel like this is similar to how red white and royal blue ended like i mm -hmm. feel like that book continued on longer than it should have to yeah like the idea that alex and henry rode their bikes and fucking hot ass austin texas right from the venue where his mom's like campaign rally was all no. the way to his house like no like, I just think Casey McQuiston can't write an ending. <laughs> it's two books. Do you need help, Sissy? Do you need help with that? 
Do you need to not working out for you? You need a better beta reader or what's going on, sis? Come on. Like, yeah, it just felt again, forced like Mm -hmm. that. She had to get to this page count or number count or something where, I mean, I'd have been fine with a Jane coming back and it being a fade to black. Yes. Or my ending, our ending where she aged and she came back as an old woman. Who's this badass advocate activist bitch so yeah versus but even that like would have been a much better ending than they they get like a happily ever after and we see it like i didn't need to see it like i needed it to be implied yep you know like one of the things we complained about with the book um the fault in our stars was that there isn't a clear ending right it's sort of just like you know it's over what happens to hazel we don't know i needed that for this book (laughs) yeah yeah i needed that Okay, they're together at the end. Right. And that would have been okay versus this forced yeah. cliche, oh, we're having this happily ever after. Nick mm-hmm. and um, Myla and Nico are getting married, you know, like all, it's mm-hmm. just, it was just so forced. So many mm-hmm. tick boxes that had to be ticked. So, yeah. It's like you need to tie up a bow, but you don't need to tie up all the bows. Right. Yeah. Like, yep. You don't have to. You want to finish a story, but it doesn't have to always be this big, huge bubble. So, yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. And I still argue that Pancake Billy's being saved is, like... So dumb. Stupid. (laughs) You don't raise money for a business that you work at when the owner didn't even care enough to be at the fucking fundraiser. Right? Like, we meet him at the end, and he's passing out drinks and is all excited. And you're like, where the fuck have you been for the last 300 pages, sir? Like, hello. Yeah. Yeah. Get your shit together. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't have anything else. Do you have anything else? I don't think so. I mean, overall, like, I like her writing. I love her voice. But just the story was just... Yeah. It didn't get there for me. No. Mm -mm. It didn't do it for me. Yep. Um, But that doesn't mean that I won't reread red white and royal blue probably like um, yeah it's on my bookshelf yeah i love that one so much yeah. um, if you haven't read that one read it and then go back and listen to our season one episode uh about it because yeah. molly and i really love that one a lot and that's have a good one season. yeah, yeah it is. um so next week we are continuing with um pride themed uh books this one's called boyfriend material by alexis hall i literally started it uh, before Katie logged in and I am four pages in. <laughs> so um, it is a series. Uh, there are two books out in the series right now and a third one due out in 2023. Um, and we are wrapping out June um, with The Gunkle, which I do not have a copy of. Um, I'm listening to the audiobook, but I 100% recommend the audiobook. The narrator for the audiobook is the author. And I feel like it just adds a whole layer that's that. like... It's awesome. Yeah. Um, It's very funny. Like I'm literally laughing out loud while I'm listening to it. And, um, and it's a funny book that's wrapped up in a tragedy. So um, those are my favorite kind. Anyway, we are taking off the last week in June and the first week of July. Molly and I have just had a lot of life stuff happen and we need a break. So we're going to take those two weeks off and then we'll be back in July where we're going to do heteronormative romance novels um, that I basically have just had on my TBR. So (laughs) all the romance, all the romance. Uh, You know, what's interesting is I never read romance novels. Like I, the most spicy thing I had really read was the Royal We, which has, which is not that spicy. (laughs) It's not spicy. Like they don't, you don't actually see the sex. It's all cut to black. Right. And then I, uh, in 2020, was it? I think I started listening to like romance novel audiobooks and I was like, yeah, yeah, I, I like this. <laughs> 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 and so now it's, uh, that's smut, what's all smut, over smut, my smut, smut. <laughs> It's so funny because my bookshelf is basically YA fantasy, like Twilight and Hunger Games, and then smut. <laughs> There's nothing in between. So I and like Jeffrey. to listen to smut when I drive back and forth to work. And I have a yeah. friend named Shane who's Irish. Mm-hmm. And um, I, we were talking about books one time and I like wasn't chiming in. And he was like, mm-hmm. oh, do you, do you read? And I was like, yeah, I read smut. And he was like, 
with smut. And I was like, um, like hair pulling, ass smacking, hot, dirty sex in a book. (laughs) So like every time he sees me in like this fabulous Irish accent, he's always like, how's your latest book? Any hair pulling, ass smacking? And I'm like, well... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you can't so, yeah. I mean, I guess I did read Fifty Shades to Grey, Fifty Shades of Grey before I read um The Royal We, but I deeply disliked it. That is the worst it. book ever. <laughs> deeply disliked it. I was forced to read it for work and um what a weird job when you're forced to read something like that. But it, <laughs> it's just so bad. Like it's so bad. The 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 grammar and the poor mm. writing that's such a turnoff for me. You're yeah. not going to get me hot and bothered by something like that. You need to talk right? to me. Talk nerdy to me. That's what I need. Nerdy to me. <laughs> Come at me with that sci-fi, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I need an eloquently worded and properly punctuated sentence to get off. <laughs> Those commas do it for me, big boy. Yeah. They really do. Do you notice my texts are always commas and like so completely grammatically correct it's i so, punctuate my text messages yes i love it it makes my heart There's happy. no shorthand like it's <laughs> <laughs> okay well <laughs> we're at the hour so i think we're gonna wrap it up but katie thank you so much like i would have just been here for an hour talking to myself about lesbian time travel and i just don't think it would have worked <laughs> Marissa on the labia anytime you want to talk Marissa on the labia you call me <laughs> i don't think anybody ever wants to talk about Marissa on the labia <laughs> mm-hmm. not not in the history of anywhere yeah so. oh, gosh. oh man that's so gross oh <laughs> all right well anyway we'll see you next week bye bye Thank you for joining us on Book Besties. Don't forget to like and subscribe. This episode featured special guest Katie Alexander. The views discussed here are those of Katie and April, not those of anyone else. Today's book was One Last Stop by Casey McQuiston. Your book besties are Molly Biggs and April Watkins, editing by Thomas Watkins, and music is Sleep Sweetly by Prigida. Don't forget to follow Book Besties on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube. If you'd like to contact the Book Besties, please email us at bookbestiespod at gmail.com.